0: I'm a nut, I'm a nut My life, don't ever get in a rut The head on my shoulders is sort of loose And I ain't got sense, God gave a goose Lord, I ain't crazy but I'm a nut Is it wetter underwater if you're there when it rains? Is it shorter to New York than it is by plane Between myself and I I wonder who's the so dumber. Is it hotter down south than it is in the summer? I'm a nut. I'm a nut. My life don't ever get in a rut. The head on my shoulders is sort of loose, and I ain't got since God gave a goose. Lord, I ain't crazy. but I'm a nut. Back to Vegas to satisfy my lust. Will and deal left old Vegas on a greyhound bus. I should sure not set the woods on fire while I was there. But remember, only forest fires prevent fires. ba 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 I'm a nut. I'm a nut. My life don't ever get in a rut. The head on my shoulders is sort of loose and I ain't got since God gave a goose. Lord, I ain't crazy, but I'm a nut. The poverty war will be over when I begin to fight. If it took a time to go around the world, I couldn't get out of sight. I don't mind to take the girls out if they don't mind to go dutch. Makes me feel like a million dollars, and I bet I ain't worth half that much. I'm a nut. I'm a nut. My life, I don't ever get in a The head on my shoulders is sort of loose, and I ain't got sense. God gave a goose, Lord, I ain't crazy. I'm a nut.
1: Greetings, mortals. Welcome to Heimdallr's Home. Everybody pull up a chair. Today is April 1st. Uh, We're not going to be pulling any pranks today, but... um, Yeah, today is Puck's Day.
2: Yes, or Loki's
1: Day, as many of the Norse of... Well, the Asatru have termed it. Which is... uh, It's pretty much the day to be a little bit mischievous. um, Pull a practical joke. Just kind of mess with somebody a little bit. Today is the day to do that. Today. And um, yesterday, actually, you did a bunch of reading on uh, on Puck in particular, didn't you?
3: Yes, and I wrote an entire article on him.
1: And it, and it seems that, uh, uh, yes, Puck is the king of the fae. Or a king. A king. I will maintain the king. Um, while Oberon is, yeah, not a thing. Ta-da!
3: He felt very vindicated after.
1: That. <laughs> I'm fucking telling you, man. Um, Do you care to share some of your research, or do I just go on talking about Puck? Because it seems like uh, most people is nervous today. Like, afraid out, and a lot was going to come through the mic and, like, tickle him or something.
3: Well, so, yeah, it's uh, it's because it's April Fool's, and you love to take the piss out of people.
1: I do. If 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 I all of a sudden got god-tier powers, I would give Puck a run for his money.
3: I know, I know you would.
1: I would, I'd be, I'd be fucking with people everywhere. Which um, reminds me, I forgot to change the the title of today's um, today's episode on D Live. So I am going to uh, leave you to talk while I dig up the the uh, image that we had made for, or that we, the Royal we, had made for Telegram, <laughs> so that they can see what the actual title will be, just in case they, they miss part of the, the live stream or DLive gets goofy again. I did dump the computer, so hopefully there's enough processing power that it doesn't buffer like crazy. But uh, I'm going to get that up on screen, screen so that they can identify it All more right. easily.
3: Well, and basically one of the main things to take into account with today is... It's not just Puck. Uh, Puck is the main one for CG's family. But it's all the trickster deities. And we have quite a few. You know, you have, uh, like, Urubazole, You have Hermes. You have... Even Hercules. uh, Heracles, to a little extent. uh, Has been... A trickster in in his day. Uh, You've got Lug. I think Mananan is sometimes... A trickster, but I don't know if that's the case.
4: You have
3: Odin and Loki.
4: And it's
1: not always just about uh, trickery either. Because some of the celebrations, and even, even uh, for my customs, it's not just trickery. and It's never malicious. But it's also a, a fertility thing because it is spring. It's part of the uh, spring celebrations, actually. So pretty much all the spring stuff... Is uh, is what this time of year is? Whether it's fertility or um, just messing with somebody, just because you can. It's that playfulness. I mean, look at look at the animals. I mean, last night we we had a uh, a cat pretend to be a squirrel and come into the house.
3: It is a wee bit odd that we have had more squirrels come into the house than cats.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. The squirrels like you. Animals like him. They really do. <laughs> birds, squirrels, cats raccoons will come by and say hey, I don't know what's up with it but it's a thing, it is but the um,
3: today is kind of that day to let loose I mean we're all under a freaking tyrannical bullshit right now so a little bit of trickery and freedom is probably what the doctor prescribed or better yet the wise man, because most doctors today seem to be full of shit.
1: Yes. Oh my! It's just, it's it's just some super extra level of fuckery. They they didn't know enough to um, let go all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mioby says that squirrels come in because I'm nuts. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. It's a great time of year, and it's not to be malicious or anything. It's like it could be something as simple as moving somebody's pen from location A to location B so that they just got to look around for it. I mean, everybody thinks that you have to do this grand level of fuckery.
3: Well, like the place I work, uh, they plan all year, and then they put out an ad for a fake, ridiculous product.
1: Oh, that'd be, that's awesome. And we do have some stuff planned for next year that's actually... Kind of over the top. And it's going to take us a year to do it, to, to put this thing together. So be ready for next next April 1st. Here's your heads up now because you're not getting another one.
3: No. Um, if we're allowed to have one by next Right.
1: Time. Well, assuming everything stays glued together enough. And if nothing else, I I will do it to somebody. To somebody. somebody is going to catch it. Yes.
2: Well, even...
1: Whatever you do, do
3: not look up April Fool's on Wikipedia because I did that really quick just to double check something and somebody had decided to put a image of a leaky penis just
1: gigantic at the very top. I wanted to share because uh, you you did a lot of work actually on this and it's, uh, it's a, the blog that you did yesterday on the Wilder Homes Project dot life. That's Wilder W Y lder some people have problems get finding it because they type w i so it's w y l d e r homesproject.life so go check that out he he did a whole big write up on Puck yesterday
3: yes and i think one thing that is very important about tricksters is and people have actually brought this up before that the tricksters are usually
1: the some of the most helpful to the actual people. They tend to interact the most. Well, they have a tendency to actually like people. Like, here's the thing is... Uh, and I, I like... What was that author? He's like, fairies are not these painted butterfly wings, but they're mur- dark and murderous. And...
3: Uh, it's... um, hmm. It was from the Sandman, and it basically was... The the fairies were watching uh, Shakespeare perform A Midsummer's Night Dream, and Puck was there. And one of the fairies was like, uh, I am the merry wanderer of the night. I am the murderous, psychotic, slightly stabby something of the night, A B.
1: Which is accurate enough, um, because they they are lighthearted, but they are also dark. Like us. Like us ourselves. So, It's just more of it, I guess. Well, um, effectively
3: what the tricksters are is they're that part of us that wishes we could just fuck with people.
1: Right, and it's not always murderous or stabby or or even harmful. Um, But with most of the trickster entities, I don't know what to call them, um, because some are gods, some are not. Well, um, like... um, But they they have a tendency to actually like people. Yes, they do. In general, in general. So, yeah, they're, they're going... Who do you mess with? Who do you mess with? I mean, the person that you don't mess with, you just straight up cause harm. The people that you mess with are the ones that you like. Yeah. They're the yeah. ones where you... They ask for a glass of Pepsi and you hand them some Coke instead. And probably Diet Coke. Or, better yet, Diet Coke with no sugar in it and no caffeine. So it just tastes horrible for absolutely no reason.
3: Or, better yet, flat root <laughs>
1: beer. Yeah, or flat root beer. The, you mess with the people that you like. Which is why these are our fucking tricksters, people. Well, and... um, uh, You did come across some stuff trying to say... Well, it's not really a thing... Because Puck is just a name for a goat. And that's why... it, Yeah, and... Come on now. These are people that's just... Well, I... It's, they're goofy.
3: Well, and there's actually a uh, trickster deity... That's been making the rounds quite a bit lately... And that's Prometheus... Now, granted, they're treating him in a different way than uh, he most likely would probably be treated. Uh-huh. But Prometheus is a trickster deity. In fact, he is probably the penultimate trickster deity of the uh, the Greeks. And then, of course, they have Hermes as well. and As well as the other gods are not above their own trickery. But those seem to be the two big ones. You also have Sisyphus, who was... I believe some kind of demigod, but he was basically a trickster right up until they made him push that boulder up a hill forever.
1: <laughs> well, and the thing is, he doesn't even have to actually do it. That's the greatest trick. He doesn't have to actually do it. It's the only reason he has to do it so he can return to the land of the living. If he if he stops caring about returning to the land of the living, he no longer has. He doesn't have to push the the boulder up the hill that's my understanding of the story based off from versions of the story so it's a deal
4: basically
3: Um. Uh, but Sisyphus actually gets one over on the gods multiple times uh and the reason that the gods originally kind of want him dead is because Sisyphus is killing all these travelers that come into his home, which is breaking the rules of hospitality. He's, right. he's killing them and taking all their stuff.
1: So he's a little bit serial killing?
3: Yes, yeah, a little bit yeah, serial killing.
1: I'd probably want him dead too.
3: Um,
1: but basically he, he fakes his
3: own death, and at one point he actually traps death in a box. So he, he he was he was a bit of a trickster too. He was just a different kind of trickster.
1: Well, would you call Cupid a trickster because he makes people fall in love whether whether they want to or not?
3: Not uh, really. Not,
1: not really, but I would say that the potential is there.
3: Yeah, I mean a lot of people like to portray Cupid as mischievously making people fall
1: in love, well, um, but Well, and the thing is, is like one of the, the worst punishments was uh I can't remember which deity it was but she would she, I'm pretty sure it was she would send um Cupid to make somebody fall in love with somebody that would never love them back.
2: Uh
3: Venus, uh the whole unrequited um love thing. Uh-huh. That that was one of her favorite punishments. Her other favorite punishment was making someone fall in love with a family member. Mm. So, oh Little girl, you don't like love. I'm gonna make you love and fuck your dad.
1: Mmm. Yeah, Venus, that's wonderful.
3: Venus was not always pleasant, <clears throat> nor was Aphrodite, because those myths got.
1: Right, and together. really, all the, all of them have a tendency to fuck with people in one way or another. Like, give me god-tier powers. Anybody that's talked to me a bit, and just imagine the fuckery that I would. Before.
3: Well, one of one of probably one of the most notable uh, stories where Phoenix kind of fucked with somebody was the story of Pygmalion. Mm-hmm. Pygmalion was basically, for lack of a better term, I'll use the modern term asexual. Mm-hmm. He liked looking at women. He didn't like fucking them. Uh, he liked them there, motionless, without speech, just to look at. Um, Granted, he did not turn this into some sort of weird serial killer having to use the corpse thing. He just made a very pretty statue. Um, And then, Venus' genius plan was, oh, he likes that statue so much. I'll make it alive for him. And she turns it into a person. It was not okay with that. So so he had this
1: thing of beauty that Venus
3: made a person. (laughs) And this was completely fucking with his head because he didn't want
1: that. Well, needless to say, I I myself, I kind of want to focus around Puck. Yes. Because last year we focused around Loki. So with with Puck, another one of his names is Robin Goodfellow.
3: Yes. And Robin and Puck are both names that are sometimes given to the devil. And uh, on top of that, you also have Goodfellow, which is an old term for pagan. And it's actually, aside from ethnic faith or just our way is probably my favorite, because it's it's the least abused by the idiots, mm-hmm. I
1: guess is what I would say. Well, and um, people might notice the spelling after looking at the screen of Puck in here. And this isn't an, a legit spelling of Puck. P-H-U-C-K-S. Or uh, P-H-U-C-K is another way to spell "puck," which, obviously, I find absolutely hilarious, which is why we did this. Yes. And it, there's, there's a lot of different acceptable ways to spell it. But is there anything in the story why it's associated with a goat? Because I have nothing besides maybe somebody did it and then he's like he... that's funny he is he
3: is sometimes depicted in a sort of satyr like wild man form that was a common depiction of him for a longest time uh, and it's basically just a reference to some fertility aspects because puck is puck is of the fae, uh-huh. but he is deity level of the fae.
1: oh yeah yeah and, and it's in more than just my family stories like he can traverse the realms without Moving, He doesn't have to cross the Bifrost. He doesn't have to use the fog. He doesn't have to come up out of the water. He doesn't have to use all these other mechanisms <coughs> that a lot of the other deities have to use. <coughs> he can literally just shift everything around him. That level of power. And yet, he's king of the fae. He's, he's not necessarily a deity. And I would really... um Think twice before drawing his attention, but an attempt to make him laugh. If you can make him laugh, uh, according to uh, uh, some traditions, let's, let's word it that way. According to some traditions, if you can make him laugh, he might bless you for the rest of the year. All you have to do is make him laugh, which is part of the focus of April Fool's. Of yeah. April Fool's Day. Can you make Puck laugh? So the, the, the joke, the mischievousness, can take any form, really.
3: Yeah, he can basically as long as you're kind of making him laugh instead of laughing at him. Because whatever you do, don't try to trick Puck back.
1: Yes, he yes. does
3: not like that.
1: Well, what practical practical jokester does?
3: No, 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 no trickster really likes getting tricked back.
1: Although there is the potential if you can trick him. Hard enough. There might be a grudging respect, but he is you are definitely going to draw his attention.
3: Which is not something you want.
1: Yeah. yeah. You are definitely going to draw his attention. He's going to keep tricking you until you're like, yes, yes, you, you are the better trickster. Well, and
3: just an example of another trickster that doesn't like getting tricked. Um, the story of Odin and Frigg and their two foster kids in the uh, Eddas. Where Odin is like, ha ha ha, my my foster son is doing better than your foster son. I'm gonna go visit him. Well, actually, it wasn't. He was gonna go visit him. Frigg convinced him to go visit him mm-hmm. uh, as uh, disguised as a wa- as just a wanderer, like he or traveler, or just a peasant, basically. And um, Odin and then Frigg has the genius idea to alert Odin's foster son that. There is somebody coming to, I think, either kill him or steal from him. So when Odin shows up, the foster son, not realizing who it is, t- chains him up or ties him up and sticks him behind some really hot flames, kind of as like a, a form of torture. Uh, Odin doesn't take that too well and and uh, kills the guy uh, by having him fall on his own sword. And then basically Frigg got the upper
1: hand on him, but
3: he is not happy when the shoe was on the other foot.
1: So, yes, it's everywhere to one degree or another. Does it have to be on April 1st? Absolutely not. Um, But April 1st is, in general, part of spring. In some places, it still hasn't come up, so it it should actually be part of the spring festivals, the spring festivities,
4: and the, uh,
1: the further. Or the warmer the environment, I guess. The earlier that you do it. Because again, it's part of the spring festivities. I believe in the southern hemisphere, that would be our fall. Um, So, yeah. Knock yourselves out. Pick a day. And celebrate the tricksters. Out there. And and participate in that. And it can be, again, it can be something as simple as just... uh, Moving somebody's favorite pen. Um, You might trick them by... I don't know, sliding change into their pocket or uh, moving something from here to there, selfing on the toilet. The, the, the possibilities are endless. And like uh, uh, one of the, the tricks that uh, I believe it credited credited Robin Goodfellow, um, but it might have been credited uh, directly to Puck, was uh, the begging for alms. Yeah, and then running away as soon as he got alms. I'm trying to throw you stuff here, lorekeeper.
3: Yeah, basically, basically, um, Puck's favorite thing is pretty much to uh, get people to do pointless actions. So, he'll run around with a broom and going, chimney sweep, chimney sweep. And then when someone's like, I need a chimney sweep, he'll just run away cackling. Ho, 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 ho! Or uh, he'll disguise himself as a beggar and... Alms for the poor Alms for the poor and the moment someone gives him money he runs away like
1: crazy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, there, there's there's lots of little things like I myself if I had the power of puck I would waste it on consistently knocking a pen or a pencil off of somebody's desk I would spend hours doing that maybe days every time they put it up there I just roll it off from the desk so if they have to bend over and pick it up put it back and then do it again and again, and again. Stop the flow of the ink in the pen and then make it put too much ink out and then no ink and then just the right amount of ink. And do this to pen. Pa- I, I would spend hours, days, months just tormenting somebody like that. And would it cause any harm? Absolutely not. Maybe some back pain. Maybe some back pain from bending. But they, they'd, they'd develop a strong back from bending. Ocular. Imagine that for... Hours at a time. <laughs> yeah,
3: you, you look like you could use some, uh, some some work out there, young guy. Here. Pokes pen off. Pokes pen off again. It, it's a whole thing. and Part of the reason that I actually... I, I've always been terrible at practical jokes. I faked a seizure once in high school. That's my most notable one. That's a bad joke. It is. I I scared the living daylights out of my teacher. I even warned her I was going to do it beforehand. That that was the best part. But, um, yeah, the the trickster deities are often the ones that are labeled as the devil. And there's a specific reason for that, is that, and I just mentioned it with Puck. Puck's name, Puck and uh, Robin, Robin are both names that are given to the devil. Um, and it's the reason why this is partly notable is all these
1: trickster deities—they
3: were fused into the devil, you know, Odin, Loki. Well,
1: uh, pretty much, I would say it's because it's the—it's um, a reminder to have fucking fun once in a while, to have fucking fun and freedom, right? Which we're we're all kind of talking about. As a matter of fact, uh, the other day we was talking about freedom. And that religions... The, what's the cost of religion? Freedom. But Once you formulate something like that, you are no longer free. It is also about having fun and laughter and being around people. So, do you have to play a practical joke? No, you could actually just have fun. Today is the day to have fun. Yes, and Laugh.
3: This, this is the thing I've noticed, is that people that get really religious, they actually abandon fun. It's like they have some sort of vendetta against fun. Like, how dare you have fun? And it's it's the weirdest thing. They become the most miserly miserable people. And another interesting thing about most of the tricksters, not all of the tricksters, is, and actually I want to go return to the devil thing in a bit, but most of the tricksters are usually pretty darn lighthearted. And they're usually highly intelligent, too. They're usually depicted as fairly intelligent deities. But th- a few of them uh, are actually... You could actually argue they're fairly serious or depressed. You know, it's like in Doctor Who. The Doctor often has a jovial, trickstery attitude, but it hides a much more furious and dark personality and I think this is something that people
1: don't realize with a lot of tricksters well and since you brought up Doctor Who he could actually be attributed to uh, some of his personality could be attributed to Puck because he's not always uh, malicious and sometimes he's actually helpful um, yeah it's, and, and Puck is actually a traveling deity there's a lot
3: of those in England Yes, but the um, what I'm getting at the core of is modern day comedians and what is and the thing about tricksters is they're not only about freedom; they're also about revealing the truth.
1: So if someone
3: is doing something, right. well,
1: like comedy, for instance, and I say this that, all the time, what makes comedy funny? The truth. Exactly, and that's what I'm getting at is the modern
3: the modern comedian is effectively fulfilling the same role. It's like why was the court jester so important? Because they were the advisor to the king; they were the only ones allowed to completely question and insult the king if need be. That's why these depictions where the, the jester in TV shows is executed for daring to question the king just doesn't make sense. I mean, some mad king might, but the whole point of the of the jester was to keep power in check. That's one of the reasons they've destroyed comedy. Yes. It's, it's a direct threat to their power. I mean, if, even if you don't agree with them, could you imagine a George Carlin today getting away with anything he said? Oh, no.
1: No, absolutely not. It'd be impossible.
3: And it pretty much boils down to you're not allowed to speak the truth anymore. And as a
1: result, comedy is dead. Right. And, again, comedy has to be true or it's not funny. That's why these leftist comedians are not funny. Because they do
3: not speak the truth. They speak propaganda. And... We've spoken about this before where I'll talk about how um, if you want to be a priest or uh, venerate a specific deity as, like, some sort of focus, then you have to do more of what the actual deity is related to. So, like, let's say you are, like, Aslepius. He had doctors.
4: Or Venus.
3: uh, She had escorts. So what? So what would some of the uh, trickster deities probably have if you wanted a modern day career that was trying to channel them? Comedians.
1: I'd say they're not doing a very good job right now, don't you? Right. And yeah, they're 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 squashing it. They're squashing it. We need to bring it back. And Freeborn's uh, saying that she's getting she or he getting strange looks from uh, people walking by his office you're a he until proven otherwise um but yeah getting strange looks from people walking by his office maybe you should shut the door um nah nah just leave the door open (laughs) just leave the door open it's fine invite a man let him listen stop looking at the chat all right, I'll read the important bits and people's talking, but in general, they're they're talk, kind of talking to each other. And, uh, yeah, co- comedy is important. Laughter, it's part of community building. Well, and you don't fuck with people you don't care about. Well, and really, I think um, our friends are fucking with us today, and their April Fools' joke is: let's see if these two fools can keep the show going by themselves. Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we because can. Because I am not afraid of awkward silence. <laughs> and we have done it before. But kind of the point
3: with the... Because comedy is important. The ability to laugh is important. And by and large, we've lost it.
2: I yes. mean... We... I mean, most people don't even know how to play anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah, nobody knows how to have fun. Nobody knows how to, ha- how to play. And a lot of people they will actually get offended? or Like, how many games or...
1: Well, I mean, you was really bad when you first got up here. Yeah. I'd fuck with you, and it was just completely lost on you, and now you're starting to learn to roll with it and even play back a little bit, where before you was, like, super awkward, didn't understand, was I being serious? Was I playing around? You, you, you lost that sense of social interaction that play actually... Um, brings to the table and, and play actually it, the ability to play with somebody um, build social co- cohesion it, it, it builds community you need to be able to play and that is not this well I play video games well yes yes that you can play Video
2: games that that
1: technically is playing, but we all know that is not what I'm talking about. It's the ability to mess with somebody, just walk up and just bump them playfully, not with the intention to knock them down or hurt them. I mean, if, if you do on an accident because they're so uncoordinated, that just that's funny too, but not with the express purpose to knock them down.
3: Well, and another you could you could call him a trickster, but his murdery vibe is just a little too high for that, and that's Harlequin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would classify him as a potential trickster, especially how he's depicted in the Commedia dell'arte. However, he's a bit too murdery in the actual folklore for that, so I ca-
1: classify him in a gray area. Right. But, well, and a lot of gods do fall into that gray area.
3: Well, and Harlequin is uh, one of the... His archetype is seen in the Joker. Mm-hmm. So there is that that fun, freedom-loving aspect in there. There's also a lot of murdery aspect there. Right. But it's about
1: that chaos, that freedom in the chaos. because Which is a form of order in and of itself.
3: It's natural order. That's the thing people don't seem to understand. What the modern day terms chaos is actually closer to natural order. Right. Except the only thing that is actually chaos that is used correctly today is like the primordial chaos of Greek mythology.
1: Well, like um, I was talking to Hans about it yesterday because he, he was completely unaware of uh, of puck, and I was trying to explain puck to him in a way that he could actually understand. And uh, I was going with the, the dark, the dark. Part of them, and then contrasting that to the the, the light, like, playful side of them, he wasn't quite getting it, and I'm struggling. I, I find myself struggling yesterday to explain. You know, it's like that that natural, it's chaos, but it's not chaos. And he actually came up with, I think, a good description. It's that moment between when you cast the dice and the dice lands on the table or lands on the board. So that moment. Right in between, that's kind of Puck's area of expertise. He likes to uh, fuck with you at the very last chance there. Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, and there's there's an element of chance involved in it. And it's not that Puck would be all these random moments, but he might be. Like, um, uh, some people that study military history, they might be aware of, I believe it was the Spanish Armada, um might have been French but I think it was Spanish Armada was attacking England and then all of a sudden a storm whips up and that Armada disappears England was just like oh we're fucked wait where'd they go they went to the bottom of the channel that could potentially be a puck moment did people die sure did was it helpful well not to the Spanish but it was helpful to the English so a potential puck moment Well, and but that's the sea. Well, is there any rules with a being that can pretty much go to any realm that he wants? That he couldn't have went to some sea deity and said, "Hey, check these guys out. They think that you can't, or that that they have the power. Maybe you should show them who is actually powerful. Did they say thank you to you for being able to cross over this far? No. Maybe you should teach them a lesson." There's all kinds of possibilities. Does it mean that puck is is involved in that? Absolutely not. But there is the potential. Manon and Mac Lear. He just goes up to him and like, hey, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, you, the man.
3: Man, these fuckers, they're trying to cross your channel. Fuck them up right now. Come on, come on. It's going to be fun.
1: You you ain't a man unless you... (laughs) Well,
3: and these are actually moments in history where... Yeah, historically, we, we,
1: people would ascribe it to a deity.
3: Like, uh, yeah.
1: they probably did. I, they, I do think it that that particular thing was divine action. Which divinity was behind it? Who knows?
3: Well, and they probably said it was God's will. It was probably a God's will. Because, like, let's, like a similar thing happened when the Mongols tried invading Japan.
1: All of a sudden, a frickin' storm whips up whole armada model. And it turns out I was right, at least according to Finrith. He said, yes, it was the Spanish, not the French. Ah, but the, um,
3: they ascribe it to Raijin, their god of thunder. hmm So, who's to say that Manan and Maklir, or Puck or, uh, Tor, or Wode did not personally get involved there?
1: Right. I, I mean, there's there's all kinds of possibilities. And, um, yeah. I mean, it is definitely a, a thing. And, um... Finraith, Theasa mentions mentions that, mentions that uh, you could dress up as a clown or work in the circus to. Uh, that yeah, yeah actually that would be part of puck and you, not all clowns are happy. No, and some of them are
3: sad. And here's the thing is, these this clown makeup and stuff it actually directly descends from Harlequin. The de- uh, it is
1: specifically a descendant form of a trickster figure. Right. Well, and if nothing else. Aside from the makeup, it's a disguise. And what good trickster doesn't disguise himself?
3: True, and this is an interesting thing is the, the, the trickster, especially on Earth, fulfills a specific role. That's why the jester was so important. I mean, everyone likes to depict the jester with those bells and stuff. Those are horns. Those are symbolic of horns. Like, the jester hat originally had either asses' ears or horns, and it's a reference to... The wild um, trickster
1: deities That they Mm. were supposed to embody Well and then when it went to all cloth uh, The older ones have two And then it turned into three Yes It started
3: out as two though And it is a reference to These figures It really is And it's something that is lost On the modern day But what is effectively a trickster They're meant to partially keep Power in check This is partly why the trickster is usually one of the most popular
1: gods, but almost never in charge. Well, and you could even uh, go so far as to say it has to do with um, awareness and and thought. So, the ability to think and react and and look forward and be aware of your situation. Um, These jokes, this mischievousness, takes uh, takes advantage basically of the people that just kind of blunder through life. And just bulldogging their way through stuff. Because they're easier to trick. If you're unaware, you're easy to trick.
3: Yeah, if you... Most of our deities are not one to humor an NPC. Let's go with that.
1: Well, and um, people love playing the trick where... um, and, And it's developed its own thing on the internet. With the jump scare. That is a trick. So yeah yeah it's a thing and being scared is can be fun. It's not necessarily oh it's fun, but it can be fun because there's I know people that love those videos where they're they'll watch a video and it's like the serene thing and they're just waiting for the jump scare
3: and it's I actually pulled off a jump scare uh, on my Halloween video that I did uh, not last year but the year before that mm-hmm. um I had a random scream at some point right but The, um, kind of the point of any of this is to make you feel alive. It's to change it up. It's to transform
1: things a little bit. I mean, there's... Which is kind of why it's in the spring. is because life is coming to fruition. Everything's playful. Gotta shake you awake from hibernation. You know, it's it's a whole thing. And there was
3: also, like, in more southern areas, they had, like, the Feast of Fools. Mm Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. I don't know if that's connected or if it's just a similar concept. And I, I was bringing up sort of the devil earlier because people, because all these deities, these trickster deities, they were fused in with the devil. Why? Because they are about freedom, and they are about not obeying this artificial social hierarchy. What do what does the church want?
1: It wants exactly that. It wants you to not have freedom. And it wants you to obey a social hierarchy, right? And um, Fenraith he brings up that a trickster could be one that does not appear in power, but is influencing people. So, like the puppet master, that is legitimately one of the trickster a- aspects—the manipulation of of larger things. But you have to be careful with that analogy because there is there there can be a trickster aspect to it, which is actually there, I guess but it's not necessarily with malicious intent. Yes.
3: Well, like for example, uh, Wotan. Uh, Wotan is actually supposedly the deity that invented dice games. Mm-hmm. Or it, you never know, it might it might have been Woden because people like to change names around. Hey, either way. But basically, uh, the hero Jack, so I think that's either Jack the Giant Killer or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He's the one that I think gave him like magic-loaded dice or something.
1: Which don't have to be magic. But. If I was to give somebody magic loaded dice, it would always come up one number short of the one that they bet on. (laughs) Just to fuck with them. Just to fuck with them. So you wouldn't be helpful, you'd
4: be harmful there.
1: In that case, yes. Because that's what you get for gambling. (laughs) Note to self. I'm a teaching god. (laughs) But the,
3: um. Like. What's something that people probably would not think would be a remnant of a trickster deity? I already brought up, like, the jester hats. Or, but here's another big one that people don't immediately think about. Sourdough. I'm not even joking. Um, the spirit or deity uh, known commonly as Rubizel, but the Lord of the Mountain, he's got a bit of a trickster-y vibe to him. What did he give the people? Sourdough. That is, that is what we got from Rubizel. He is responsible for sourdough people, and he's also responsible, oddly enough, for the spinning wheel. And this is this is the thing: is the tricksters are often givers of gifts. Like, what's a uh, what's a good example of another modern day thing? Is the devil, the violin he has. I can't prove it. But I think this may have been leftover of certain trickster figures that were famous for their instruments. So you have like Hermes, who mm-hmm. was sometimes credited with inventing the lyre. Or uh, Puck is sometimes known to be a talented fiddler.
1: Right, well, and um, let me see. Uh, magicians and illusionists, these are being brought up as, as uh, potential tricksters. Which is true, and it's not always scary. Sometimes it's sometimes There is wonder. no... No, well, it must be jovial, or it must be dark, or it must be scary, or it must be happy. All of these things are are kind of trickstery things.
3: And that's one thing that I think people, because of the influence of the church and Christianity... We come under the assumption that a trick or a trickster or or things of that nature are always negative, even though our own mythology denies this to an an extreme.
2: Right,
1: and then uh, let's cut for a commercial break so that in the middle of this really important thing so that people will come back and listen to the rest. And you were saying? Well, I was saying that the trickster is often... um, far
3: more helpful than harmful like I think someone even wrote a book about this they, they, they threw a bunch of other uh, racist gods in there with them which sure maybe um, but they called it Trickster Makes the World and it's a reference to how much the modern world attributes to tricksters
1: hi hey guys oh hey Hans. hey Hans finally joined us uh, he was watching his nephew so
5: yeah, I hope that you played a
1: trick on him. If not, you still got time.
5: Well, yes, but that is something I'll keep for behind the curtains, so to say perfect,
1: <laughs> perfect. But um, yeah, it's there's there's this is actually a great time of year. It's it's inter- social interaction, playful. Um, there's fertility aspects. There's a lot of different celebrations and aspects to this whole um, to April Fools. There's more to it than, than than meets the eye. And it again, it doesn't have to be on April first. It is supposed to be part of the the spring celebration. Well, and and by the way, uh, welcome Alyssa. Alyssa just followed us. So, hey. And uh, I know that you probably missed part of the, the live stream, but uh, you can, we do a podcast, so the entirety of the podcast. And for, oh, I just counted up last night, I think it's like eight months we've been doing this.
5: Yeah, July was yeah. when
1: we started. So, uh, uh, yeah. What was
5: you saying, Hans? Well, I was wondering actually how long it had, had been for a, for a while now. You know, we, I knew we were over half, but. No,
1: not quite a year yet. Three times a week, and now we got the ladies too, so that's that's four times a week that we're yeah. posting up on there.
5: Not to uh, catch up. Would, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I've uh, I've gotten some messages from people who, yeah, it uh, it takes them a few weeks to catch up if they, okay, yeah. you know, dedicated fashion follow every video that we've ever made, and hey. Uh, hats off to those who have the patience to go through that. That's pretty astounding. They never regret it though. They're always very happy to have done so. so right. that's, well, uh, and I've I had know. some people
1: comment on the same thing and they're like you guys are really consistent. And not just with how often we post but I mean like this, the message that we put forth. Uh, and we might learn some things as we go along uh, involving folklore histories, so on and so forth. But the general overall message doesn't change. Which today is having fun. Yes. I mean, at least here, the sun is out. The yeah. sun is out, the birds are singing. That long.
3: It, it's a very springtimey day.
1: It looks warm, but it's cold. Well, and what better joke can you play during this time? What better mischievous thing can you do with how dark and dreary and, and all the bullshit that's going on in the world? How much bigger of a fuck you can you give than having the ability to laugh? It
3: takes a lot of power away. It's why... I mean, you can argue with somebody, but a lot of people, that just feeds them. But what happens when you just laugh at them?
1: Right. It, you, and, and can do it genuinely. You understand the value of life, and you don't fear death. This allows you to just... Laugh, and it removes all of their power. Well, almost all of their power. No matter how strong they are, because what's the worst that they can do to you? I mean, really, what's the worst that they can do? Because all you have to do is just laugh in their face. Like, oh, but they could torture you, yes. And how do you think that the torturer feels while you don't enjoy the torture? The but you can fuck with them, like a medieval torturer, and. You greet him when he comes in and laugh and tell him how excited you are to spend time together today. Kind of takes the joy out of his job.
3: Yes, yes, that's exactly where I needed that stretch.
5: Thank you. That reminds me of, um, of something that I've at once. There's some sort of torture where they put a device in your mouth, so your mouth remains open, uh, but you can't pour liquid into it. The torture was essentially uh, that they poured, you know, half a bucket of water in a guy in a guy's mouth like that. And um, you know, as as the story that I read went, so they at some point they take the device out of his mouth and they ask him, so are you gonna spill spill any words yet? And the guy looks at the torturer and says, uh, instead of water, can you give me beer? <laughs> That's a pretty funny one.
3: Uh, what you're referring to, I believe, is waterboarding.
1: Uh,
5: no, 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 no. It's it's some medieval shit, actually. Ah.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it'd yeah, be the, the, the precursor to, to waterboarding.
5: person actually has to drink the water oh, to, f- to make things. Yeah, That's the thing. They pour half a bucket of water so it goes in your system. That's the torture of it all. Right, so they're
1: probably like a funnel or something so it has to go down this road.
5: Yes, upon which they take it away and they ask him, so are you going to spill the information we want out of you? And the guy looks at the torture and says, uh, instead of water, can you give me beer, please? Well,
1: and think <laughs> about the strength that takes and the courage that takes and actually the wisdom as well. Because you're removing that emotional power that the other person has. I mean, you can't do anything about them dumping the water in your into your stomach. But how you react to it is a completely different thing. So, um, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that. I, I mean, oh, I, I really don't. I, I like to think I am, but I don't know. But I, I, I would wish that I would have the strength
5: to react in such a way to such treatment or another guy who was <laughs> uh, this is um, uh, yeah he was going to be publicly executed and he <clears throat> and he had a last wish so basically what he demanded was yeah can you drown me in a vat of ice cream <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're gonna
1: have the, the oh. last wish I mean may as well go over, overboard or it's, go to uh, some kind uh, of
5: extreme. Just amazing. Some if some guys really falls of iron, it has to be said. So, but yeah, you know, if if they're going to hurt you anyways, may as well have a last laugh out of it or make it something memorable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well and um well and, and, uh, is- here, here's the thing too, like um uh, puck a lot of times is equated to a goat. And then one of the jokes I tell all the time is goats don't find things; they teleport. Yes, which uh, this just dawned on me uh, because earlier I was talking about how Puck he doesn't have to like cross cross any bridges. He doesn't. He can literally just shift himself through the realms. That's how goats get up in trees. That's it. They just shift the world around them until they're in the tree. They don't actually move. That's like the Ibexes
3: that get on top of Alpine houses and then, like, just lie down on top of the chimney so
1: all the hot air is hitting them. Right. And it's really high up. How did it get up there? It didn't get up there. It brought the house down to where it was, where where it already was. Magic goat. That's it. Well, and it's very telling that goats
3: were made into the, the... Pretty much all of our important animals were made part of the devil, so you have like your black dogs, your ravens, your crows, uh, your your bears, your wolves, your goats, goats worms and grubs
1: and maggots. Goats. these things, they're actually really important. And the, the, what did the church do? They demonized them. What was that, Hans?
5: Bats, maybe?
1: Yeah, and bats. I mean, pretty much they, they demonize any any animal or creature. Well, I mean,
2: wolves.
3: yeah, wolves and bears—they literally labeled them demons. Same with goats. Like, uh, there was a part. There was something that uh, Lil just sent me, and it was uh, some medieval writing on the goats. And they were like, "The goats are a strange beast. They're so uh, sexually promiscuous that their blood is hot enough to bleed diamonds. And if you cut them open, the blood will melt diamonds. Pretty much, their idea was." <laughs> that the goat was so horny, that its blood was basically acid. Like they—they
1: were—they um, were a
3: wee bit removed from reality.
1: Yeah, they're—they're they're, they're odd like that. That's obviously somebody that's never met a goat. Yeah. although you do gotta say goats got big balls, so so everything that they do is pretty ballsy. <laughs> so maybe that's that's part of the whole puck thing too, making them a goat. And the thing is, is, some people might be like, well. Well, that's slanderous. Why? Why is that slanderous?
3: Well, it's like people that all oh, treat the goat as if it's evil regardless of um, knowing that it's because they were demonized by Christians. That all these animals were demonized by Christians. And people try to take it to the point where our animals and all these other things, they it's like Fenrir. How much more obvious can you get that a deity has been demonized than an animal that is pretty much sacred to Europeans?
1: Period. Across the board.
3: Yes. Being made into a demonic creature. Because that's effectively how most people look at Fenrir now. It's it's a very telling moment. And like I brought this up, I think, uh, last stream... Like the Kalevala.
4: The Kalevala
3: was written down by someone who intentionally wanted to try and align it with Christianity to a certain extent. So it has a Which we found out that,
1: through digging through history, actually.
3: Yeah. You You find out that the guy that put all these rune poems together intentionally switched some stuff around. You know, he And that
1: doesn't mean that it's useless. It's like the Eddis. The Adas aren't useless. I'm glad that they're there. Um, but
3: there's context
1: involved Right and it's, it's like Shakespeare I both love and hate Shakespeare For the Midsummer Night's Dream Because he really popularized It was already there But he really popularized The Painted Fairy Wings He just played off from it So it was already there but He is the reason why it's still here today Yes um, Oberon being the king of the fae Thank you Shakespeare I guess um, or the the, the queen uh, Titania <sighs> thank you Shakespeare I guess but he did actually repopularize the idea of the face so thank you so I'm glad it exists but I also would like to kick him square in the balls well that's a lot of things with uh,
3: with Shakespeare it's like the weird sisters
1: so here, you heard it here first. If somebody comes across a writing where Shakespeare is walking down the street and a random guy runs up and kicks him in the balls and runs away laughing, time travel has been invented. It was me. Good to know. Because I would do that just—Shakespeare, run Shakespeare, whack, and run away just laughing hysterically.
5: I just kick him in the balls. Yeah, uh, makes a good point. The Christians claim to serve the god who created everything, but are all, they are also afraid of all the creatures that God supposedly create.
3: Yeah,
2: so including actually- the
1: trees.
3: It's because it's basically what it is, is religion.
1: You're a little bit quiet, by the way, and I got you cranked right up. Can you get your mouth a little closer to the mic there, Hans?
3: Is it better now? A little bit. Well, and I don't want to go too far into religion, but this is important, is religion inherently starts to demonize the trickster
1: deities. Well, you always need an enemy.
3: Yes, and the trickster is the most obvious one. It's like, why was Pan's appearance pretty much chosen as part of the reason for the devil? Because these wildman deities, these wild gods,
1: were a threat to the church's power. Right. Well, and that's part of how you know that an ethnic faith is not a religion because we don't require enemies. Enemies will come in abundance. We don't need to invent them. They will make themselves known to us, whether we want them to or not. And what is it that almost every ethnic faith around the world, not just ours, they just want to be left to fuck alone? Well, it's like a lot of people like to claim
3: that what's happening today is a result of the devil. There is nothing that says the devil would have anything to do with the shit going on. It's just... It's a... Uh, it's historically just been used to paint someone as an enemy. Oh, you're pagan. You're Satan worshippers. Oh, they're that religion. They're Satan right. worshippers.
1: Well, uh, in he, he says that he thinks that the uh, Kalevala might have been Christianized less intentionally than than the Norse sources. I would agree. I would agree as well. And this is why. is because a bishop... Uh, a bishop... I believe it was a bishop... Uh, Found the scattered notes of the eddas and then put them together with the express purpose of reflecting, uh, reflecting the uh, the Bible. But rather than destroying them, because he recognized the and it was after Snorri, after Snorri wrote them, I believe it was Snorri that wrote wrote the well one of them, one of the eddas. Uh, Okay, anyways, uh, the the bishop found them. He recognized the value of the writings because the the poetic. Way that they written down, but then he organized them in a way to reflect the uh, the Christian Bible as much as possible. That's why, yeah, I have a tendency to agree that the uh, uh, less intentional than uh, than the Norse
5: sources. Kalevala well, was born <clears throat> out of um, more so a nationalist uh, mindset. It was to give. Finland, you know, with mythology back, yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it had a lot to do with
4: the country
5: being created in and of itself, which is uh, you actually see that in other European countries that are no older than than two centuries, you might say. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty common. Well, and, more and you find
1: everywhere, that. anything that's been written down in the past, it's written down through a uh, a Christian lens. So even if all the words are 100% correct, 100% accurate, they cannot help but run it through a Christian lens, which affects the presentation. Because you uh, And I've, I've discussed this before. You can take a, a, a thing, describe it 100% accurately, but if you don't understand it, you're presenting it as something that it's not. So a lot of the, the writings, um, and I would argue nearly all of them, or run through a Christian lens. So read read them. By all means, read them. But understand who wrote them down. And the fuckery may or may not be intentional. In some cases, it is blatantly intentional. In other cases, uh, less so. And in some cases, it's just because the, the culture has changed so much that this is how people came to understand it. So it's a blending of all these things. Always actively read. Think about what it is that you're reading. Why it was written. Who wrote it down? All of these things they matter. So actively, at, when you're reading these these sources, actively read. Same as when you listen to somebody, actively listen. Who is saying it? Why are they saying it? What are they? What message is it that they're trying to get across? Words can only convey so much. No matter how powerful they are, they can only convey so much.
3: Exactly, and. It's like I wrote about um, I wrote about the Doctor and the Wanderer archetype, but I could have also written about the Trickster archetype. Mm-hmm. And he's not the only one that has this Trickster archetype that has been placed on him. Another really notable one is uh, Jack Sparrow, or yes. Captain Jack Sparrow, and. He is a really popular trickster figure. And our people, we love tricksters. Mm-hmm. We really do. It's it's that, that freedom. And what is it that uh, the character of Jack Sparrow always wants? He wants
1: freedom. Well, and um, I've even... Uh, because we've been discussing this for the last few days, but I've even equated it to war because what is one of the major com- components of war? It's fooling your enemy, making them think that you're somewhere that you're not. Make them think that you're going somewhere when you're going somewhere else. Uh, making them believe that you're stronger or weaker than they are. These are all tricks. So there is a component of war as well in the, uh, in the trickster deities. What's that?
5: How about the most mythical war trick that everyone knows, which is the horse of Troy. There
2: are yes. some
3: tricks yeah. for you. Well, and Odysseus <laughs> is classified as a trickster hero. Odysseus, yeah, he is. Uh, Well, if you look at the Odyssey, how does Odysseus get out of everything? Trickery. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do it by brute force. He gets out of it by trickery. Mm -hmm. So the Trojan horse is, in fact, the move of a trickster figure. Right. And actually a lot of um, the Trojan war heroes, like uh, Achilles or Helen... In different areas, they're actually considered gods. Like, both Achilles and Helen and a few other of the Trojan heroes are actual deities uh, when you get to,
1: like, the Greek Black Sea cults. Yeah, and, um... <sighs> the, the, the trickery, the randomness of life, it's everywhere. It really is. So, it, it's an embrace it kind of thing. And, um... Uh, again, when it comes to the old writings, you got to be careful not to say, well, there's nothing pagan left because because some people will go to this place. I mean, I like to think none of us, do, uh, including the people listening. Well, there's nothing left because Christians wrote it all down. Ah, come on. Really? It's, it's still there. You just have to um, understand who wrote it down. It's still there. I mean, even today our people are still more pagan than they are Christian or more... Because it's who we are at our core. Well, if you want to see what it's like for someone to be
3: completely absent of paganism...
1: Jehovah's Witness.
3: Yes. And nobody likes to be a Jehovah's Witness. Even Not Jehovah.
1: even them. They absolutely hate it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... We are pagan by default, well, so well, they have when, to...
1: When the Jehovah Witness goes so far as to say to orgasm is a sin...
3: Yes, and... It's a ridiculous, it is an absolutely
1: ridiculous religion. On every level. So, yeah, it's, um... I, I equate today as a celebration of life. It's not just the coming back to life. It is just life in general. The zeal to shake you awake. For life. Yeah, the zeal for life. It's to shake you awake, shake you out of the winter slumber.
3: Well, it's like Creativity. What is creativity? Creativity is a trick or a lie we play on ourselves until we make it real. If you think about it. Yeah. Because what is a novel but a well-constructed lie? What is an invention but a belief in a lie? hmm For anything to exist, you must first believe that it can. And it's it's a very big deal like people talk about magic or stuff like that think about what we can create that is does not exactly exist in nature like these computers the mic uh the can that cg's drinking his red bull out of glass i mean uh, guitar games of chess all of these are in some ways our own trickery Manifesting itself in a positive way
1: Potentially Well and trickery it, it isn't always po- uh, positive But it also isn't always malicious Either And Most most frequently it'll fall somewhere in the middle So Some things are definitely positive Like you have to really, really You have to try really really hard to make it malicious Other things are def- Definitely fall into the malicious side Where you have to really Really try to make it seem well, uh, beneficial. Well, like Hermes, he straight up kills some people. Uh, he kills a giant that uh,
2: worked
3: for Hera. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, he tricks him into falling asleep, and then he kills him. The, the tricksters are known for doing stuff like that. Um, it's odd because on the one hand, we're overemphasizing this. This selfish aspect that is sometimes attributed to tricksters. Because tricksters are, by and large, they're out for themselves. They help people,
2: but they also
3: are mainly out for themselves. But we've also forgotten this zeal for life. It's it like does. I brought up before. Part of the problem with the pagan sphere right now is that people are over-focusing on Odin as an archetype.
1: Well, and they're becoming overly serious. Far too serious. I mean, there is a dark aspect to us, but we have to remember to to laugh. We have to remember this, this, the sun is there and it's not always punishing. It is actually like the sun. Sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it is punishingly hot. So, yeah.
4: <clears throat>
1: so,
5: yeah. I'm a, yeah, it's unfortunate um, <clears throat> I don't have a lot to add to this topic, not for, not this time for Bonds, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh,
1: you you have plenty to add. Like I, I brought up uh, when we was talking, I believe that was yesterday, wasn't it, about uh, what Puck is and you came up with the, the brilliant example of he is the moment between the shake of the dice and when the dice hit the board. So while oh, I was in the I, air and that kind of randomness.
5: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, just likes to give the ball a good spin and wherever it will end up. That's not even really a consideration so much. Yeah. So, although you know, here's perhaps something interesting. Would there be tricksters that actually have specific goals to achieve through their trickery? I mean, I guess so. This year is a good example. He had his goals. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, I would say that they all have their goals. The only question is, is what is the goal?
3: And how long-term is the goal?
1: Right. Well, like I was describing um, describing to you yesterday the, um, with, with Puck, which is where I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay centric. You guys can go wherever. But Puck might set up a lifelong joke on you. For whatever reason, he noticed you when you was born. So he sets you up through the entirety of your life to be a great hero. However, upon your death, you're promptly forgotten. That is a great practical joke. Um, It's not necessarily a nice one, but it is a great practical joke. Or, he could go the opposite direction, where you never quite succeed. No matter how hard you try, everything just seems to come in just short. So, in reality, you never quite accomplish anything. However, upon your death, you're remembered as one of the greatest people of your time. Again, a great practical joke.
3: Kind of reminds me of some, some of the heroes of a, a certain group today. <laughs> but the um... it I think one of the main things that is important today about the Trickster, and this is true with Puck, this is true with Loki, this is true with Hermes, this is true with Veles, is that that constant change. Mm-hmm. That things do not stagnate. Because what we're in right now, effectively, for all the toys we have, we've stagnated. Yes. And when, in the areas we haven't stagnated, we're not exactly looking forward to it. We have effectively stopped trying to advance as a people. There, and...
4: Well, we've grown too comfortable.
3: We've grown comfortable, and this is part of the point of the trickster is to make you uncomfortable. You are not supposed to be extremely comfortable because if you are com-
1: too comfortable, That comfort is what you die in.
2: Right. Well, like,
1: um, I've said this a million times if I've said it once, is comfort is something that should always be pursued but never attained.
3: Yeah, you can be comfortable, but not in comfort. Yes. To differentiate. It's the adjective versus the noun. Because if you are in in comfort in its entirety,
5: you stop caring. What was that, Hans? (laughs) Maybe it's worth exploring what people can learn from tricks done. Maybe even in this day and age, without being. Well, maybe I'll add real quickly as well. As, it's a good exercise in creativity and wittiness as well, and those are just you know general good qualities to have. I would argue.
3: Well, I'd say, but in the modern day, one of the best lessons is if you don't get caught, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, how many things did Hermes get away with? How many things did Odin get away with? How many things did Loki get away with? I mean... Or Puck. Pretty much as long as you don't get caught, you can get away with anything. Which is true. Yeah. And right now, I think we're so... Because this is something that... Yes. Yes. The the uh, the great, powerful government, they, they are recording everything. They're probably recording this podcast. Fuck it. They're also recording everybody else's podcast. Down to, I don't know, Miss Mittens at the Corner Stores' opinion about yarn prices. Yes. That's a lot to sift through. I mean, they're... They're living in fear,
1: really. It's it's don't live in fear. Yeah, don't live in fear, which is also part of the the trickstery part of it, is not letting fear consume you.
3: Yeah, it's people... Our people right now, we are comfortable in the discomfort. We like the fear. It's the bread and circuses thing. We have our telly, we can watch our shows, we can eat our food and we're good, we're comfortable. We're we're satiated little fat domestic animals. But that's not freedom, that's not risk, that's not reality. You know, it's like uh, a pig versus a wild pig. These are not the same animal. And they are the same animal.
1: Biologically.
3: Yeah, biologically. But if you actually look at them, you know that big, fat, you know, pink pig that everyone likes versus the dangerous, furious, gigantic wild boar? Yeah, we are not dealing with the same animal here. We are there is a compl- it's, and it's just the mindset are you being taken care of or are you having to take care of yourself and in some cases your children against nature and everyone likes to paint mother nature as oh she's so loving she pets the wabbit you know and all these other things mother nature doesn't care it's more along the lines of she's the kind of person that is just completely and utterly indifferent you know, she's got, like, the blood smeared all over her because she just doesn't care. It's it's a very different look, but it's more accurate when you stop thinking with the bunny hand job mentality that people have. And this is partially where tricksters come into play. You have to be able to not exist within some preconceived rules that are unnatural. Like, this is also why I push lore, not laws. I mean, people have pointed this out. A dying society accumulates laws, like a dying man accumulates remedies. What it is is the more laws you have, the not, not you're not safer. You're not more functioning. You are less functional. The trickster does not obey rules. The trickster is absent from rules, like uh, Harlequin in the Commedia dell'arte. He is absent the rules. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. He chooses to help people. And this is part of the reason that the trickster archetype is so, so important right now is we've all forgotten how to be free. And we've forgotten how to have fun. Yes. Fun is part of freedom. If you can stop people laughing, if you can stop people having fun. Well, I mean, look at today. Get them to live in fear. Well, look at it today. You're not allowed to gather together for parties. I mean, frick, they pretty much skipped Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, people have to get this magic goop, a.k.a. the vaccine, that's supposed to... Ugh, I'm not even going to get into that. But we have effectively decided to sign away our freedom for the perceived notion of
1: fear. You know, it is something that they have been well,
3: the
4: for a long
1: time. The fear itself is real, real enough. But the thing that people are scared of doesn't exist. Well, as much as I don't like giving FDR any
3: credit, because the guy was a fucking train wreck for our people,
2: Uh
3: he did have one very, very good line. That we are all taught and we probably should have internalized.
2: The only
1: thing to fear is fear itself. Was that FDR that actually came up with that? It's true. The only thing to fear is fear, fear itself. That's it. So the fear itself is real enough but what you're, most of the time, what you're scared of doesn't actually exist. So, the, the fear doesn't actually exist. It's your response to some imagined uh, outcome. And, and it doesn't matter how real shit gets. Um, some people will claim that they're, they're scared of falling. I'm up high, I'm scared of falling. No, you're not. What you're scared of is what will potentially happen when you make that sudden stop at the bottom. The falling part doesn't really bother you so much as that sudden stop at the bottom and the dreading of hitting the bottom. That's actually what you're scared of. So you don't even understand your own fear. Because I don't know anybody that's scared of falling off from a chair unless that chair is a thousand feet up in the air. Now they're scared.
3: In fact, falling is kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, we simulate falling with slides.
3: Or um, jumping out of airplanes.
1: I mean, there's certain things I won't do, like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane is not on my top ten list of things to do, Um, because I don't want to. I'm 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 worried about that sudden stop at the bottom. The falling part, the idea of falling, doesn't bother me at all. That sudden stop at the bottom, and here's what actually scares me about it: the idea of surviving it. It's not the dying part. It's like fuck, this is gonna hurt, and I'm gonna live. I, I fell thirty-eight thousand feet, and I, uh, uh, without a parachute, and I landed, and I bounced, and I lived through it.
5: Ouch! Maybe I can uh, add a quote there then as well. This comes from Julius, Caius uh, Julius Caesar. I think everyone is a bit familiar with him. In his diary, he wrote that uh, his, you know, from watching the behavior of his men, he had a far easier time sending men to missions where they might die, and sending uh, men off into missions where they may get hurt, get survive. So, more fear, you know, his men were more afraid of being wounded or tortured than actually being killed outright. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's
1: true. Men will, will more easily march into certain death. Than the potential of capture or or uh, severe injury. I think that's pretty close to how he worded it. At least the translation that I read. It's true. Well, it's like
5: just you know, the fear that many people then have right now is it. The being, you know, is it the potential for dying? I mean, I'm certain that play is a part in it. Because there are many people who are afraid of that. But is it also the fear of flying in bed with a fever? Is that it?
2: I mean... I think, really, honestly,
5: for most of us,
1: it's the fear of a cage. We would be, I I think, in general, okay with them going door-to-door and shooting us for not wearing a mask indoors. Then we would with them coming, rounding us up, and putting us in cages. It's one of the terrors that I've noticed from, from talking to other people. I thought it was just me, so I talked to lots of people and, and questioned things and poke at it. The idea of life in prison is terrifying to our people, more so than death.
3: Well, it's uh, like that, that saying, uh, is it Anwin or Arwen in um, Lord of the Rings? She says what she says is
5: a cage. Arwen. It's Eowyn. Eowyn. Yeah. uh, What do you fear most, my lady? And then she replies, a cage. Uh, How how is the full quote again? Something like, until uh, until old age and habit have taken away uh, her desire for escape, is what it comes down to, And, and you know, yeah, the fear actually of being in cage. But then also accepting, accepting it after a while, when all uh, chances for valor uh, have gone beyond desire. It's not an exact quote, but it's more or less how, uh, how that line is. It's very beautiful and powerful.
1: Right, and um, as far as uh, uh, facing fear, um, I just I got done with that uh, article that's going to be out in Halloween edition of European Diaspora and that's specifically what what it's around is The ability to face fear and while the concept of death, I think is uh, uncomfortable to people uh, Like if if you ask well, why didn't punch that anti-white in the face? Well, because I don't want to go to prison Well, why did you let that anti-white talk to you that way? Well, because if I say something back, I'll be arrested and go to prison Well, why don't you say something online? Well, because I'll be arrested and and go to prison. It strikes me as this is actually what our people is more afraid of than getting killed. That while, yes, there is a fear of death, fear of imprisonment trumps fear of death. And
3: it's simply because we inherently we want to be free. That's part of the reason, like, when we bring up, say, hey, we should probably get together, people are like, no, because they're so used to being so jammed in with people mm-hmm. that they want their own little
1: space. So right, they don't if you do- get the chance to get away from it, well, I need five square miles just to myself.
3: And we, we haven't learned our lesson because that's what the people in Rhodesia did. That's what the people in South Africa are doing now. Yes. And and
1: look at where it's getting them.
3: Yeah. Why would we repeat the same strategy that had two countries genocided?
1: Well, one genocided and one actively being.
3: Well, technically our entirety of our people are being actively genocided.
1: Right. Well and that's by the uh,
3: The definition of the UN.
1: Yeah. The UN itself says that our people are being genocided. Well it doesn't say that, but it says Well no, it does. Uh, you go by the definitions of what constitutes genocide,
4: we the are, U.N.
1: says we are being genocided. Yes, but they'll never just come right out
3: and say it. it.
1: Right. That's the thing. That's what I was getting at. So, what we must do is learn to set fear aside. I can't think of something better than learning how to laugh. We need to be able to set the fear aside, be able to get together and do things. Not run away and hide in the corner. There is nowhere to run. There is nowhere to
5: run. Maybe it's also worth adding. Uh, maybe a lot of people may know that, that meme from a few... That was very popular a few years ago, the troll O guy. Yeah, um, but a lot of people probably don't know about that song is the reason why he is doing the whole lola lola lo, 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 instead of actually using words um, is because the soviet union its leadership understood that if the people would be given reasons you know cause for laughter cause for hope if they saw beauty uh, they may not want to let go of it anymore and that would be a threat to these tyrants uh, the reason, therefore, why he wasn't using text is because otherwise he would have uh, got himself into deep trouble for everyone involved there. Because that would have been seen as a, an attack on the, on the government at the time. Maybe a lesson is to be learned from that. I would well, argue that.
1: Well, it... And the enemies of our people trade in the currency of fear. And we are the ones that pay the price. How is that for Poetic. We need to stop paying them and start laughing at them. That's why Puck is so important. That's why all these trickster deities are so important so that we can learn to laugh. We need to learn to laugh again so that we can build our courage so that we can then bring ourselves to be near each other. Well, our
3: entirety of our people right now, we've kind of just forgotten how to do this. We've just forgotten. I mean, and it starts at a young age. Like, for instance, let's say you have a, uh, you have a a boy. And you have two boys or sons or they have friends and they start fighting a little bit. You know, like, basically like lion cubs or bear cubs will. Parents will get involved long before they should have. And eventually you just have this this play, this interaction, all these things that naturally would have been done. And they're just gone now. We are we are simultaneously kept in an infantile mindset, but we are forced to have never been a child. It's the weirdest thing. They have accomplished this weird hybrid of not a child and not an adult. You have none of the whimsical freedom that a child has, but you have none of the courage, the 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 wholeness or anything that Of an adult. It's why nobody actually looks forward to growing up anymore. It's because being an adult sucks right now. Because there aren't a lot of people that you look around and you're like, I want to be like him or her when I grow up.
1: Well, and it only sucks because people have forgotten how to laugh. They've forgotten how to play. They've forgotten how to interact. And really, that's, that's what today is, is to remind us of that. To play with each other, to spend time with each other, to... Not be afraid to mess around with somebody. Because, like, in in today's world, I actually do a thing where I walk up to somebody that I know and I just lean into them and I bump them a little bit. It's a playful thing. Most people, the first couple times I do that, they don't know what's going on. They are actually confused. Well, why do you do that? I, I don't get it. I don't understand. And it's just a friendly, joking kind of bump. And sometimes I have to before they get it, I have to actually go to the extreme where I'll go up and I'll bump them a little bit and then I'll lean on them heavier and heavier, maybe wrap my arm around them and act like I can't stand up before they realize, oh, play, play, he's playing. And then they still don't know what to do. They don't understand. I have spent my life having to teach people how to fucking play. And
3: it it goes to show the level of just denial. I mean the archetype of the trickster the jester, the joker, whatever you want to call it the comedian they are they're very important and here's something people don't understand about archetypes because when you say archetype people's immediate, and this is actually important and I'll get into Mm -hmm. it the thing about archetypes that everyone thinks is they they just think you mean metaphor they think you just mean oh, this is an archetype of a trickster, it doesn't actually matter
4: uh,
3: Carl Jung actually did a very good job of pointing out kind of what archetype actually is. The archetype of Wotan showed up in people. That's what his whole article was about. And what happened there? The people had Wotan rise up in them. It became part of their emotion. It became part of their action. It became part of their spirit once more. It appeared in their dreams. It had form, it had function, it had personality. It is a part of our unconscious. It is not simply, oh hey, this is our thunder god, but I like this other thunder god, and that's the archetype. No, it's it is bound in blood. It is a part of us. So even if it's even if you're taking the gods as just an archetype, this still is so intrinsic. It is not simply a psychological conception. ...an abstraction. So our trickster gods... It's are, not academic. Yeah. Our trickster gods are literally... ...both, if you want to treat them as literal gods... ...we need to remember them... ...but in our own subconscious they are sleeping... ...because we are not allowed to play... ...we are not allowed to joke... ...we are not allowed to make do comedy... ...we are not allowed to be free. And how can the trickster wake up in their people... ...and wake up themselves if we are not willing to play the the awakening of gods happens both in the external in the deities themselves waking up and interacting with the people more as we notice them but also in ourselves we are able to Awaken the spirit of Tyr, the, the spirit of the warrior, the spirit of the wanderer, the spirit of the trickster, the spirit of the lover, what, the, the spirit of the shining one, the spirit of the healer. We have to embody them. That's why if all you're doing is trying to be a Christian priest and make a new religion that is just as much binding us in chains, you are not waking up. You are merely making new chains to bind Fenrir.
1: Right, now in that... Very severe note. We're going to pause for another commercial break for the last section of the show. Make sure to, to join us. And anybody that listens to the replays on podcasts, thank you very much. It really does actually help us financially. All you have to do is listen. Uh,
4: so, yeah, thanks, guys.
1: We are back. But, yeah, that, that is... What he said is true. And, again, that's why I... Of all the holidays, right now during this period of time, I find today in, in America, it might be in a couple months somewhere else, some somewhere a little further north or further east or further west, whatever. It's spring. I find these celebrations to be of the utmost importance because we have to learn how to live again, not just survive until, until we die. We have to learn how to live and laughing is part of living. We have to be able to laugh. We have to be able to enjoy each other's company. To set fear aside and be bold. All of this is part of it. It's part of the celebration of the tricksters. The, the boldness, the, the awareness, the ability to laugh, to play, to just have fun. And fun in the moment. But that doesn't mean that you, that you live there. But you need to recognize it. You need to be able to have the ability to do that. And
3: this is what people truly fear. Because if the people in charge were, they no longer had their control and this is something that is also kind of hard for people in our spheres to acknowledge, but some people like the elites. Even some people that are awake, because they dislike people so much that they like the idea that whatever is coming down the pipeline is coming down the pipeline. Or there are people that think there is no corruption, like my m- members of my family. They cannot fathom the idea that we have a corrupt government. They believe that any corruption in the government is a conspiracy theory and... X-Files bullshit, basically. This is the mindset of a lot of people because it is happier to live in a dream than in reality. Mm -hmm. And this is the weird thing that the trickster has, is they don't live in reality, but they don't live in a dream. They interact... In fact, what it is, is they're effectively so sane, they've gone insane. You know, it's like those people that they, they have this moment where they have complete and utter clarity and sanity, and from then on... They seem completely insane. Not because they're insane, but because the world around them has become the insane asylum and they are the same person locked inside it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I, I think really a goat is a perfect... It's a—it's an aside and it's more lighthearted. But its uh, I think a goat is a perfect um, image. Or figurehead for a a trickster deity. And this is why. If you've ever met a goat, you will notice that it has a distinct
5: lack of give-a-fucks. Yes.
1: Absolutely zero Uh, give-a-fucks. What's that? Just
5: shooing away, staring into eternity, (laughs) teleporting (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) With its weird little
1: hourglass eyes full of time itself. (laughs)
3: Well, they even made a joke of this. Uh, You and I, we ended up, just to pass the time, we watched this terrible show, Future Man. Oh, yeah. And this one character, because they were in a land without time, pretty much just found a goat. And started to think the goat was teaching her divine secrets of the universe. But what it really was was she was just basically alone staring at a goat for 10,000 years. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the goat didn't care no but, like
3: by the end she was like oh, thank you so much I, I I have no idea where I would be without you you mean so much and you're just a goat aren't you I've been talking to a goat for 10,000 years
1: <laughs> right so yeah I mean really they might try uh, disparaging the trickster gods by turning them into a cock or a goat or a uh, a mouse or a squirrel uh, whatever. And, and claiming that these things are, well, they're evil. But you know what? None of these things give a fuck what they think.
3: Oh, Ratatoskr. Yeah. That's another one. And Ratatoskr, what does he do? He, he uh, basically plays a game of telephone and fucks with the eagle and fucks with the... The serpent? Yeah. but And people are like, well, he's bringing the tree down because then the, the eagle throws the, the leaves and the... And the the serpent bites the roots, but biting the roots allows them to open up a bit. Mm-hmm. Tearing the leaves off allows new, new life to spring up. Yeah,
1: so by keeping how you things look at
3: changing, it. Ratatoskr is actually keeping life going by allowing it to not stagnate.
5: Anybody else still there? Yeah. <clears throat> um, sometimes it's just if I can add something to that. Well, it doesn't have to be specifically
3: that.
1: I mean, what else is pressing on your mind today, Hans?
3: Or you know, you probably have some local folklore surrounding a trickster.
1: Most people do, whether they realize it or not. Even in America, I mean, Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill—those are two really easy ones. They both get a bit trickery. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's
3: it's like I brought up with Hercules, or even Thor, because Thor gets a bit trickstery at times too. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I think a lot of people forget is the trickster. It's it it's even in the other gods, because you cannot operate without a sub to that level without some level of cunning, intellect, trickery, there's a reason that when I say things like, we didn't have law, we had lore. We had us. We knew certain things were not acceptable, and we knew other things were. This is
1: why. Law chains you.
4: Lore guides
1: you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and... Just look at how our people behave with law. As soon as you start setting rules, what's the first thing that people want to do? They want to know exactly what the rule is so that they can bump up against it and cross the meaning of the law or the rule. Because we don't like them. We don't like being penned in like that. And we will find a way around a thing. Even if it becomes less than beneficial. I I don't care what the rule is. Every time... uh, To a game. Well, what's the rules of the game? Okay, so that means I can actually do this, which is... uh, I'm technically breaking the rule, but I'm not breaking the rule because, you know, the rule says this.
3: Yes, it's... It's the whole point of Tricksters. It's... It's Puck. It's... It's Reynard. It's all these things, and... We have to be able to think about these things again. Mm -hmm. We have to stop putting ourselves in little boxes. That's the whole point of it. We are bound like Fenrir. But we never truly have to give into that. We don't have to be given into our chains forged of ideas and fears and concepts. We can choose to be free. And it's hard. And I know it's hard because I
1: I live in the same stupid world as everybody else. Well, and it's... It's indicated by the difficulty that most people are having in participating in this, in this very conversation of fuckery. People have forgotten how to have fun and then what do we end up doing with it? We end up turning it serious. Serious and dark. Yes. Because we're uncomfortable with with the idea of having fun, well, of being lighthearted. You've pointed out before, I am not very good at it. N- which is he- why I have to leave you out of the loop today. Yes. And I had to actually turn my computer monitor so that he cannot see the chat. Because Ike has no idea what's going on today. He knows I'm fucking with people, but he doesn't know what I'm doing. I have some guesses, but I don't want to ruin and it. And I'm sure everybody else has noticed by now. Um, and some people have commented on it. But Ike doesn't know how to play, so he can't ignore that. Yes. And it's because we've been trained to not have fun, to not play. And we need to be able to play. And it doesn't matter to me if you're tossing the ball around, waving a stick around, running around in circles, singing fa la 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 la. It doesn't matter. We need to be able to play and to play together. Uh, You
3: can always, I don't know, like, why don't we think about some possible practical jokes just for shits and giggles? Because we've been, we've been talking about the lore, we've been talking about the archetype, and we've been talking about the gifts they've given, and all these things, the way the church handled it, and how important it is that we bring it in. But what about things we could do? Like, I don't know, uh, we have brought it up before. What if you just walked around in a freaking Plague Doctor mask? They want masks so much, start wearing something that at least looks cool. Or, um, another one. How about, like, you brought up the classic cellophane on the toilet seat.
1: Right. Cellophane on the toilet seat. M- moving somebody's something into a location where it never is. Um, uh, I don't know, just being weird. You could literally just be weird. Put on, put on a, a, a clown costume and just walk down the street. Or better yet. Skipping, yeah. skipping along just to make people wonder why you're doing
3: it. Or Easter. Easter's coming up. Just dress as the Easter Bunny and just—I don't know—just drive around, drive around, go to the store, and never mention it. Just act you like Just you're... act like it's just a normal thing. Well, and a fun fact is, Puck's associated with the Puka. One of the forms a Puka takes is uh, basically a rabbit person. So, like that—that uh, that film Harvey. Some people think that that's a Puka. The the rabbit that makes reasons. sense. Or um, I guess you could also go with, um, I forget the name of it, but it's this really depressing film where the guy is seeing
1: this monster rabbit that's foretelling the destruction of the town by a tornado. Or, Or something else that you could do for Easter. And it might actually make some people laugh. Boil up a couple dozen eggs, decorate them up, and just walk around town and just hide them in random fucking places. Where, where people, are odds are they're going to find it. Yes, because if not... It doesn't mean that they're going to take it, but they'll see it and be like, what the, why? And it might get smelly,
3: but who cares? Well, That's boiled eggs the don't
1: do that. Really? Really. You have no experience with boiled eggs? No. No, no, they they don't do that. Ah. There's a shell on it. Ah. The shell holds it in. But, yeah, uh, uh, just something goofy. Just... Something goofy. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, uh, you could
3: pull one of the... You could put up those signs that everybody likes to freak out about.
1: Uh, what was it? The... Um, well, shit, today you can fuck with people just by put, putting up a sign that says, Have a nice day. Yes. I mean, for real. That would, People would lose their shit. How dare you tell me to have a nice day? Who do you think you are? My favorite
3: one was... Because uh, they did, It's Okay to be White, but then someone did, Islam is Right About Women. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, but the liberals' brains broke because they can't insult Islam, but they can't insult women, so they don't know what they're supposed to do. So they actually interview people, and they were, like, mildly panicky, like, how do I respond to this? Yes. And it's those little things that break the programming because it's like asking your computer to do too many things at once. It doesn't know what to do, and some of them conflict. Like, turn on and turn off at the exact same time. Your computer doesn't know what to
2: do.
1: Oh, like in those um, in those really bad sci-fi movies where you got this big bad AI computer thing and it's fucking everything up, and then they, they insert a logic loop and it shuts down and the day is saved. So, the, yeah, insert logic loops, find logic loops, and insert those. Oh, like uh, Pinky
3: in the Brain, and he asks the evil robot. Pinky asks the evil robot, "If I eat myself, am I?" Would I become, would I disappear entirely or become twice as big? <laughs> and it just destroys the robot because he can't answer the question. And it's, um, it's those little things. Like, if you want to break someone's programming, you got to start, like, po- poking things. Like, if, like, for example, what I did at work yesterday, that someone brought up the Green Knight and I brought up that I don't like that they're race-bending European stuff. And then, so that they couldn't be like, well, well, it doesn't matter, I threw in a uh, show based on Chinese mythology that I know they race-bent all the characters. Because by doing that, it cuts them off. Like, what are they going to do? Argue that the Chinese aren't
1: allowed to have their own stories? That doesn't work. Or, one of my favorite things, because I'm, I'm convinced this is part of what it was, the old P- Pariapus statues, yeah. which is what the the garden gnomes are based off from today. Possibly. Uh, possibly. One of the possible links. But I find it absolutely hilarious. A garden gnome. Put a little garden gnome size uh, sign with it that says something along the lines of, Trespassers will be raped. Absolutely hilarious. Or um, one of my favorites is, Trespassers will
3: be prostituted.
1: Yes, pro- uh that that's one I've yeah, you go where where I grew up uh a few years ago anyways. Those signs were everywhere. Trespassers will be prostituted. Yes, trespassers will be prostituted. Um Uh you, you even see echoes of it where don't worry about the dog, beware the owner. I'm sure everybody at least in America has seen those signs. Well one of my favorite I love
3: America because we're fucking ridiculous, but someone... uh, I saw this picture of a uh, mouse trap that was um, patented. And what it was was a little hole that led the the mouse up to the the cheese. Mm -hmm. And there was a gun at the other end. (laughs) So when the mouse triggers the trap, it gets shot.
1: Huey, I guess. Um.
5: Um, I remember a sign like that. I think it's... uh... It wrote something as such, like, would you prefer a rifle or a shotgun? We aim to please. <laughs>
1: yeah, see? Um, there's there's things... Um, like, where I grew up at, We everybody uses wood heat, and everybody picks on the Pollocks because, well, you're all a bunch of blockheads. I love you, but you're a bunch of blockheads. But we had these... Th- people come up with ridiculous inventions and blame it on the poles. Like, the... Um, the Polish wood stove. It's a wood stove made out of wood. <laughs> or a toilet paper recycler. It's a, it, it, somebody took an actual toilet, put it on, on a platform, and then you got the toilet paper roll sitting up on the tank, a bicycle pedal gear thing, where the toilet paper would go from the top, and then you could roll it up on the bottom. So you can then turn around and recycle it, put it back up at the top. <laughs> Just silly ass things like that. They're, they're funny. They encourage people to laugh. Maybe think a little bit. Maybe go,
2: hmm.
1: I don't know about this. But yeah, really, we need to learn how to laugh because if you if you can laugh, you can live. Anything less is unacceptable because that's mere survival. Well, it's like uh, even have... animals, even wild animals play. Yeah, For they For fuck's do. sake. They have the ability to play. We need to be able to play. We have to. Yeah, we um We're taught from a young age not to play. Timmy, don't do that. Uh uh, uh I I don't know. I can't think now I'm stuck on a girl's name. Bree. Bree, don't do don't do this. You might hurt yourself. You might hurt your brother.
3: Yeah, it's go oh, or um my. Don't, or why are you so loud? Yeah, why are you so loud? Don't be so loud. Well, you don't go outside. You might get kidnapped. Or um, don't do that. Here, just watch TV. Be quiet. Watch TV. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm, Here, take I remember, this your adult,
5: so. shut up. <laughs> I remember also um, with a friend. I went out with a friend, and she had brought her young daughter with. I was, uh, I was playing with the daughter. We were in the streets, in public streets. And her mother uh, shouts at her, it's like, a, um, how was it again? Like, look look out for what you're doing, look out for what you're doing. And I'm, and I'm following the, the child and I'm shouting, uh, but not too much, not too much. <laughs>
3: well, it's like... But uh, then too... he
5: brings up a
1: local celebration where around this time of year, kids uh, dress up like witches. And people give them chocolate eggs. Yeah, fun, fun. Going out and being silly and just having fun. We need to be able to do this and pick on each other and to be picked on. And people have the the most exquisite timing. Uh, Currently, while we're doing the show, also working on the last legs of getting the next edition of the uh, magazine out. So hopefully that will be in print here really, really soon. Yeah, we're hoping I mean things are a little bit choppy right now. Um, it's coming out later than what we was hoping, but it's we're getting into the swing. Yeah, of it was the first time
3: we did not make the Equinox or the Solstice. So I was a bit sad about that, but hey, we're we're working with what we got and uh, hopefully uh, myself and Aethelwolf perhaps can help uh, help get it done in the future. Uh, but at the moment, we didn't have the program, so we've been relying entirely on the kindness and support of our friend Rhiannon. Thank you very much to her. And, and here's the thing. is like we, I was bringing up. Everybody was telling us, oh, you'll never get the magazine published. Well, yeah, the joke's on them. Yes. Now, how well it's doing, well, it sold out. But does that mean that it did very well, or did it it? I don't know.
1: It did better than expected. Otherwise, it wouldn't have
3: sold out. Yeah. And it's something we have to... You have to be willing to take risks. We've become so risk-averse. But if you're not willing to take
1: risks... Well, and they teach that everywhere, to be risk-averse. And a lot of times they'll use business as the model. If you want to be successful, you must be risk-averse. This is not necessarily true. Some of the, the biggest companies took the biggest risks. Yes, Exactly. And some of them that were so
3: risk adverse that they fucked up are the ones that got destroyed, like Blockbuster. Yes. Blockbuster did not want to take certain risks, and it paid the price a long time.
1: So, yeah, risk is a good thing. Um, uh, there's even some sayings with it. Uh, with great risk comes great reward. You know, let's, yeah. let's go rating. Now, if only people
3: but remember it's so the,
4: scary
1: the yield
3: saying, with great power comes great responsibility. That seems to be a very ignored
1: saying. Yes, but yeah, it's um, we, we need to be able to have fun. That's what this time of year is. Everything's coming to life. The sun is out here. If it's not out where you're at, give it give it a couple hours or a day. It'll be out. Don't worry about it. I'm getting blank stares. I don't know why. Hi. Hi. I'm just paying attention to you. But, yeah, it's um, the world's coming to life. world's warming up. The sun's coming out. The, the wind is still cool. Now is the time to start having fun. And part of that fun is messing with people. I mean, really, it is. Well, the reality is, is that any level of control or any denial of fun is always self-imposed. Mm-hmm and really it's submitting to fear oh but what will they think of me well what will they think of you if you don't they might think that you're a fun sucker and you walk in the room and all the fun just gets sucked out of the room like a sponge in a bowl sucking up water no fun allowed that might be what they think if you're too afraid to play with somebody and you know like I'll play with females where I'm not a light guy and they'll be sitting in a chair and I'll walk up to them and sit on their lap and wrap my arm around them and give them a peck on the forehead. And I don't put all my weight down, but I put just enough down to where it's uncomfortable. And then they don't know whether to ask me to get up or enjoy me being there. (laughs) So I apply just a little bit of discomfort that they don't know should I participate in this or should I not. Yeah, I mean... Do I appreciate that he's comfortable enough with me that, as a female, he will come up and sit on my, sit on my lap, wrap his arm around me, and kiss me on the forehead? Or do I shoo him away?
3: Well, and this is the thing, is people do not like answering uncomfortable questions. They don't like un- confronting uncomfortable truths. And what does the trickster do? The trickster makes damn sure
1: that you see that. Well, in the end, yeah, he always reveals the truth. The truth of the matter. The powerful isn't so powerful, and the weak are stronger than they think. He always revo- re- reveals the truth. What's that, Hans?
5: That actually reminds me of a story of Loki, and it's perhaps a bit more... Where Loki is more direct, but that's perhaps a useful story in the sense that it is so in your face, but he's calling everyone out. Oh, and... uh, you're talking about Lo- Loca Seneca or Loca or... Uh, I don't know the exact name of the story. Only where he is, basically dishing out um, a bit of truth to all all the other gods mm-hmm. to the point that it makes him uncomfortable. That Torah uh, you know, has to threaten him or something, or wants to threaten him. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, just that purpose of. Uh, it's, to really, it's useful because it dislodges a lot of uncomfortable truths and maybe lies that are swerving around or like these open secrets that are being called out. It's actually uh, very healthy to do that. And that's perhaps also a very useful aspect of trickery or of tricksters in general. Just my thoughts about that. I'm not sure if it makes sense.
1: Right, well, and it does, because you can even apply that to today, like, with the uh, with the masks. I've gotten in arguments with people that will tell me that I need to wear a mask, because the world will die if I don't wear a mask. And then I use a little bit of logic on them, I, I beat them with some logic, to the point where they are then admitting to me that the mask does absolutely no fucking good, is absolutely useless, except for maybe, potentially, to the person that's actually wearing it, but I still need to wear the mask. And, and it just confuses the shit out of them. They don't know where to go because I use their own arguments.
3: My favorite is when they start asking me to please stop talking to them.
1: Yeah, I get that a lot. Please stop talking to me. And usually while they're crying.
3: Yeah, it's because they do not want to see the reality. They're smart enough to notice it. They choose not to because it's like my family. There's no corruption in politics at all.
1: Now that the guy I want in office is in office, all the corruption immediately went away. Yeah, it's... It is
3: this... The reality is, is this is part of the reason democracy doesn't work. It's not just the fact that the mob basically is allowed to rule. It's because most people don't care about politics, they don't want to care about politics, they don't like politics, and in the end, most people are only voting based on who around them voted. So, like, my family lives in a very liberal area, so who do most of them vote for? The Democrats, the liberals,
4: the socialists,
3: why? Because that's who their friends vote for. They don't actually have their own opinions even about movies. Because most people don't care about politics. They don't need to, they don't want to, and in the
1: end, they just want to go home. And the trick involved there is that it matters. Because it doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. And that, and we're about at the time, so do we. No, we're not at about the time. I'm the one that runs it. I will tell, <laughs> I will tell you when it's about time. But if you're done, you can be like, well, I'm out of words, so I'm out and dip. So, yeah. So we're doing an extra long one today? No. I'm looking at the clock. I monitor it. Oh, okay. Well,
4: I
3: think I'm about out of words, though. So I'm going to go ahead and say, try to have some fun. Try to be free. Try to laugh. Try to just take the piss out of somebody. And make sure to just incorporate a little bit of the trickster within because I think that that is something we all need today. And that doesn't mean become some self-centered dick like some people have used it as an excuse for being or complete or anything like that. It means have fun, live life, and remember that any limitations are always self-imposed. Tow
1: out. But, yeah, pretty much... Uh, these things, they don't even have to always be funny. They can be scary. Sometimes they might just be harsh truths thrown right in somebody's face. Which shocks them out of their dream. Out of this dream state. Or this lulled state of being. And shocks them into wakefulness. That's what this time of year is about. That's, and it's amazing because it's still a little cool outside. Run outside and just your skivvies and roll around on the ground and feel just how chilly it is if you're further south than we are potentially that was a week or two ago but it's just a little bit cold go jump in a river see how cold it is right now and that is that that point of the trickster i guess is it shocks you It, it wakes you up it moves you around makes you think makes you wonder potentially makes you laugh It might also go really dark, really bad, or really quick. So all of these are are potentials. Um, Like the story that you was talking about, Hans. It has tense, it starts off as a ha-ha and then it gets really dark really quick. And basically it ends with a threat of, I will kill you.
5: Yeah, that is true. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, I'm um, as, but you might say, guilty uh, about it as anyone else. Very serious. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, taking life very seriously because the situation is serious, and it is. I think for a lot of people, yeah, it becomes more difficult to laugh. Because most people, yeah, it's sort of the contagion of a laugh. Well, I think the the silence or not having fun is about as contagious in a certain way. It's not as fun to be surrounded by fearful people, even if you're not necessarily fearful yourself.
1: Yeah, it kind of casts a shadow over the sun. So it everything could like- be bright and happy, and then somebody that doesn't know how to have fun, doesn't know how to actually live, walks into the area. It's, it just kind of, and it gets uh, just a little bit dark. It, it sucks some of the brightness out of the air. So don't be that guy. Don't don't be that person. That guy. That 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 lady. <clears throat> know how to laugh. And it's, it's part of hospitality, too. We've been really pounding on, on hospitality. Would you rather go to somebody's house where everything is rigid and stiff and the lights are turned down low and everybody's solemn and brooding or go where the lights are a little bit brighter and people aren't afraid to laugh? Maybe they're singing, um, you know, stumping around their feet and, and people are laughing. Which place would you rather be? Well, you have to you have to be able to embody that to get other people to do that. And as far as having fun goes, you have to be able to go to show that it's okay to have fun. If everybody else is dour, you have to show be strong, basically, and you're having funness um, to get those dour people to brighten up, and maybe even mock the fact that they're so dour. And don't be afraid to mock yourself. Like, why am I being so serious? To quote the Joker, why are why so serious? That's a good point. Hmm. I mean, there's plenty to be serious about. This is true. But there's also plenty to laugh about. And the seriousness itself is something to laugh about. How serious everything is. Is the perfect reason to laugh, to be bigger than life. This is how you're bigger than life: is you don't let that seriousness crush you. You don't let it push you down. Instead, have the strength to laugh, and that's how you become a legend. Like uh, you, you brought up those people being tortured, and then they they have these quips and and stuff like that you used actual examples they're still remembered even if you don't remember their name their deed is remembered which means that they are remembered and why because they had the audacity to mock something the odd the sheer audacity to mock it and it's still remembered today what's that yeah
5: i'm just um refusing to refusing or denying the program and because it throws, a, yeah, it uh, throws everything for a loop, I guess. how mm-hmm. so you can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because the there is a power to it because it takes the fun out of the malicious and uh, the uh, you know the monsters of the world who like. Well, they it give up to the people around
1: as well. And, yeah. it's, and it's very important we need hope we need love we need laughter we got seriousness and and spades
5: hmm. yeah people uh, maybe we should ask some of the guys to um to make um, yeah music and artistry that involves know it's more it's light-hearted and it does actually mock the things that are happening today Um, yeah that's perhaps something we should look into as well
1: yeah because really at this in this period of time it is far easier to be serious than it is to laugh It is far easier to be serious and and angry and and scared Than it is to laugh. That's hard right now. Right now it takes actual strength and courage to be able to laugh. And and we need this. And that's why I want to do this on on today is to remind people. Laugh. We've been saying it for a while. Don't be afraid to laugh. I understand it's scary. You laugh. Everybody turns. That's how rare it is. Go out and public or as public as you can get, and just start laughing. And watch everybody's head swivel over to you, and, and look at the confusion on your face. Why is this person laughing? What is funny? What's going on? It takes courage right now, and it takes strength. So, you want to show courage and strength? Don't be afraid to laugh. And I suggested a while ago,
4: it's a challenge
1: laugh for five minutes a day just laugh for five minutes not about anything in particular i'm not saying that you have to watch i don't want you to have
4: to, to stimulate
1: yourself to laugh i want you to develop the ability to laugh at the drop of a hat so just start laughing and i promise you after a couple minutes that laughter actually turns genuine i don't know if anybody's practiced it of just laughing and it will make you feel better it will give you strength that you didn't know that you had. Laughter is important.
5: Mm. Yeah, uh, I have practiced it and I have to admit it's true. It's just been a while that I promote again, you know? And
1: it's easy to forget to, to do that particular exercise. And it's a great yeah. abdominal exercise. If you're actually doing a belly laugh, oh, you'll end up with cramps in your abdomen. Oh. Because it actually takes muscles to laugh. Muscles that you, that you don't
5: normally use. It's true. Yeah, I have much to learn still, as most people in this regard. It's, um, can't really add much to, I'm afraid. I really have a... I'm having a bit of difficulty with this one, uh, I must admit.
1: <laughs> right, which is perfect. It's it's perfect actually that it's difficult because um, it just shows how desperately it's needed. What is easy is easy to do, but what is required is usually difficult. And Right now we need to learn how to laugh. We need to learn how to uh, Interact with each other be near each other to be open. It's scary, and it's hard
5: I Believe actually that uh, little Frick's videos show something of uh, In Denmark I believe this or is it in Sweden I keep uh, Yeah, I keep forgetting where exactly she's from or she... I think it's Denmark Yeah, or if she crisscrosses from one country to the next sometimes. Anyways, so, yeah, let's go with Denmark. Um, So she posts videos once in a while about these demonstrations that people do. And it has come to a point that people are doing them so often now that they're playing music. They actually try to make it a party and all of that. Mm -hmm. So they're actually putting the example there. Just get a bit more over that life, I suppose.
1: Which is excellent, yeah. And, and it comes down to getting together. And, yeah, we, we, we have to relax. We have to. Otherwise, we're just going to paralyze ourselves. And we're nearly at that point now. And we're, we're trying to help shake everybody awake. So, yeah. And we are now, actually, at the end of this. So, if, if you have a parting message...
5: Mm, well... I have as much to learn as most others, do, who are trapped in that seriousness, you might say. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't have any particular insights for this one, perhaps just a proposal of um, if you're an artist at heart, or you know artists, maybe it's worthwhile to go out into the streets and just express your art, even if it is painting, even if it is... Uh, even if you are a beginner of some of some kind, and just uh, be very enthusiastic in it, and encourage others to join your enthusiasm. Maybe that is that would be a good practice. Get out in the streets and just have a good old time. Even if it is going to be, yeah. Even if you can barely play the guitar, you know, just uh, yeah. It's, it's like what CG. Just go is out there that, and make noise. Just make noise and get others to make noise with you. Buy someone a drink. Uh, you know, have, a, have an actual stand with, uh, yeah, I don't know, a, a bottle of, you know, self-made lemonade. That's a thing uh, that, that they do in America, for example, right? Well. Well. <laughs> not, anymore. <laughs> not anymore? Not anymore. Not Well, here's the thing. Maybe it should come back then. Yes. You know, all these little things. Celebrating holidays, and, yeah, get tricky about it, get sneaky. Uh, if, if they didn't see it, you didn't do it. <laughs> that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I would ask anyone that would want to give it a try would do. And uh, I absolutely will never do something like that myself, because I'm a very obedient citizen. <laughs> <laughs> results with that said you all have a good one guys
1: right yeah so uh, I'm gonna wrap it up with uh, remember to laugh is is it is of the utmost importance and spread that laughter with the laughter goes uh, courage will spread and strength will grow and uh, play with the laughter a little bit uh, to encourage some wisdom and cunning uh, along with it. So, yeah, and really, I'm, I'm just going to end with, remember, we are the gods of the future.
0: I'm a nut, I'm a nut. My life don't ever get in a rut. The head on my shoulders is so sort of loose, and I ain't got since God gave a goose. Lord, I ain't crazy, I'm a nut. Is it wetter underwater if you're there when it rains? Shorter to New York than it is by plane Between myself and I I wonder who's the so dumber Is it hotter down south Than it is in the summer I'm a nut, I'm a nut My life don't ever get in a rut The head on my shoulders is sort of loose And I ain't got since God gave a goose Lord, I ain't crazy I'm a nut I drove my Cadillac to Vegas to satisfy my lust. Will and deal, and left old Vegas on a Greyhound bus. I sure didn't set the woods on fire while I was there. But remember, only forest fires prevent fires. De- I'm a nut, I'm a nut, my life don't ever get in a rut, the head on my shoulders is sort of loose and I ain't got sense. God gave a goose, Lord I ain't crazy, but I'm a nut, the poverty war will be over when I begin to fight, if it took a time to go around the world I couldn't get out of sight. I don't mind to take the girls out if they don't mind to go dutch. Makes me feel like a million dollars, and I bet I ain't worth half that much. I'm a nut. I'm a nut. My life, I don't ever get in a rut. The head on my shoulders is so loose, and I ain't got sense. God gave a goose, Lord, I ain't crazy. I'm a nut.
2: Oh, thank you.